sand through the hourglass. Today is the longest day of my life. Welcome back to The Longest Days of Our Lives, a 24 fan cast. It is day three, hour three, and I am one of your hosts, Jack Bauer, super fan, and uh, sick boy, Michael Cushing. And I'm another one of your hosts, 24 newbie, Curtis Perry. And I am your third and final host, and Chloe O'Brien, super fan, Michael Howard. Uh, Cush, um, please please try to breathe that Cordelia virus the other direction. Yeah, I am. Um, I don't want to catch it through the, through the computer I, door. I have to tell you guys, I am... I'm I'm feeling not great. Um, it is midnight, uh, and I'm flying up to see you guys tomorrow. Hey you! I haven't packed, and uh, the mm. prospect of talking for two hours straight with you dum dums <laughs> is uh, exhilarating and thrilling, and I can't wait to do it. Oh boy! It's the oh. 3 p.m. hour. <laughs> it's a good one. This is a good episode. Good one. Uh, uh no, nope. You didn't like it, Kurt. Mm-mm. Okay. Was it because of the final seconds? Uh, yeah, let's get yeah, now we'll get there. I just wanted to give Michael mm-hmm. an opportunity to just spoil the whole episode again. <laughs> <laughs> um does someone want to do a quick recap of last episode so I don't have to talk for tw- I don't know, fifteen seconds? Yeah. Yeah, let's do this. Uh so previously on twenty four. Uh so I'm just gonna go I'm gonna go down the list here on the in the wikia. Um Wayne Palmer acquires John Keeler's playbook for President David Palmer. Uh, Palmer is obviously upset because he doesn't do anything bad. Um, but Wayne says there's something about Anne. Kim Bauer tells Jack about her and Chase. Jack sidelines Chase. Uh, cause he hates him now. Uh, mm-hmm. Jack is still all up on that junk, but not, he won't, he won't do it. He won't give in, even though Chase is, is doing his best pro drug PSA every time he talks to Jack. Uh, Kyle Singer is still, still on the loose with his bag of cocaine slash Cordelia virus. Um, uh, Hector Salazar is just oh man, he is getting all up ins and arounds Anacon's uh a business talking about his wife mm-hmm. and kids. Yep, threatening his family. Um, it ain't right. And no, um, it just ain't right. And uh, Chloe is uh just amazing. So I think just I just think I nailed character. it. I I will say, Michael, I love. And I don't want you to change that you say the Cordelia virus and not the <laughs> yeah, Cordilla do. virus because yeah. there's a chicken, like a pretty famous chicken sausage stand here in Atlanta called <laughs> Cordelia's chicken. And it's just, I love that you say it. I don't know. I mean, like, and it's also Delia's, not Cordelia's. I just made the core up, but I love it. For some reason, I felt like it could be, it should be Cordelia instead of Cordilla because it's just, it just flows better. It makes yeah, my tongue I'm, feel better to say. I mean, it makes my ears sing when I hear it, so I love it. It, remind, it reminded me of uh, Code Veronica, the Resident Evil game. I just wanted to be like, Cord Veronica now, so I'm good. <laughs> Thanks. Curtis, if if we had to do a podcast about the Resident Evil video game universe uh-huh. that I really haven't delved into, I feel like you could just do it from memory, from what you... Correct. Is, okay. Yeah. Good. What? No, no problem what whatsoever. Part, what parts of knowledge are you missing that you have filled with all Resident Evil games? Like, there has to be something that you just are like, oh, I don't know anything about that. Everything I ever learned about chemistry, it's pretty much gone. <laughs> um, so, the periodic table, that bad boy is out skis. Periodic uh, table, yeah. kids' names, interests. Uh. That makes sense. I would, re- yeah, I'd replace, I'd replace that. Uh, who needs a periodic table? You know what? And then after the last one, I think everything I learned from Malcolm Gladwell uh, is gone. So, that's fine. Yeah, can um, we talk about how then- that guy is the, the smartest idiot on the planet? <laughs> I'm I'm starting to think he's not that smart. He just 
He wrote one. He had one good idea. Right. He wrote a book about, it and everyone sucked his dick right off. And so, and like everything bombed. else he's saying after that, it's like, oh, this is a great thing. And it's like, come on, that's just bullshit. You're just bullshit. You're writing a term paper at this point. It's all bullshit. Yeah, and, yeah. That's a C plus yeah. at best, Malcolm. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I, I feel like the, the, his last big thing was like uh, about the. He's been tweeting a lot about the dangers of smoking marijuana. I was like, we don't know. We haven't done the studies. He's like, hey, bud, how's that a big old check from Philip Morris treating you? <laughs> right. Real good. Real. Can you real disclose nice. that in your tweets? Hey, <laughs> here's the thing, though. Like, if Philip Morris showed up at your front door with just a whole truckload of millions of dollars, it'd be hard to say no to that. Depends on what they're asking, buddy. I'm just saying, I, I, I feel for people who sell out because, like, it's it's so it's so much money sometimes. No, you're right. I mean, if they if they were like, here, here's twenty million dollars. Like, do I have to? But do I have to smoke anything? No, you just got to tell other I don't people have to. If I don't have to use it, <laughs> yeah, you might have a spokesman. Don't <laughs> <laughs> have to smoke anything. I don't have to wear a cool cowboy hat and become a camel. Okay, I'm into it. I'm in. Oh, wait, I have, to, I have to tell teens on Twitter they can't smoke weed. Oh no, I've ruined my brand. I'm Malcolm Gladwell. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's that's the thing is like he doesn't even have to say like smoke cigarettes. He's just like don't smoke weed, and right. so like. He's not technically doing anything bad, just for bad reasons. And also, the people who are, like, super into smoking weed aren't really following Malcolm Gladwell on Twitter anyway. So, like, I guess it's a pretty harmless crime to take all that good cigarette money and just be like, I don't know. There's not a lot of 14-year-olds following Malcolm Gladwell on Twitter, I don't think. It's like if InBev told you not to drink whiskey, right? It's like, just tell them, you know, you don't tell them to drink beer. Just tell them not to drink this other thing. Then you go to a restaurant, you're like, let me get that. That McAllen 18, though. That's sweet brown. Thank you. <laughs> the big, the big beer company said, no, thank you. <laughs> they said you can't drink wine either. Well, they can fuck off. <laughs> All right, gents. It is 3.02 in the afternoon, and we open up at CT where Tony Almeida asks Adam Kaufman, again, played by Zachary Quinto, so important to say that, if he has any information ready for the meeting uh, about the Cordilla virus. And Adam says, well, I'm downloading all the details. Um, I just want to... Just want to know what they need to know. And Tony says, don't worry. All they need to know is that it kills in 24 hours. And we know that Kyle Singer has it. And it feels yeah. like pretty flippant, but also very on, on the nose. Yeah. Uh, what else do you need to know? It's it, it it's in this douchebag's hands and it, it murders. Yeah. So I mean, go get it. So he, we get into some shit here around just the virus and Kyle Singer and like just Tony's approach to information. But um, he asked... Uh, Zachary Adam Kaufman, what Jack is up to. And uh, Tony says, Jack's going to meet someone named Nicole Duncan from NHS, and they're going to take a hazmat team to Kyle Singer's apartment. And I know we just talked about how Jack was giving up horse. And I think I think in the space of 15 minutes, Jack has reversed course on that specific action because we see him on the side of the highway waiting for Nicole Duncan and her team. And he's not he is, doing very good. Yeah. He is on that struggle yeah. bus. But this is the thing is like. I I get he's in the like the the throes of this addiction and withdrawals and stuff, but like he's had an intense craving like two times an episode for for the last two hours. It's like every half hour. Mm-hmm. Like that seems like seems like a a bit much, right? I don't know. I man. don't know. I've never seems gone like, through heroin withdrawal. Yeah, seems like heroin does its job pretty well, um, judging by his track record. And uh, you know, Jack is sitting in that car. The heat of LA and just broad daylight in the LA freeway. He's like, he's like, I, I got this little Sebastian sitting right here next to me. Might as well go ahead and get after it. And starts turning up that arm right there in the car. Uh, and boys, then I, I just, 
goddamn on the side of the freeway <laughs> like with just like, plain sight mm-hmm. like you get pulled over in Atlanta for holding your phone in your hand at this point because cops just see that shit with like eagle vision apparently now um I can't imagine just shooting up in your car on the side of the freeway yeah is not getting noticed by anybody yeah and you know what I actually realized here guys and this is I never really thought about it this way heroin is a drug that requires like precision mm-hmm. on a few levels before you even get to do it. Yeah, I mean, and if you're like a heroin junkie, like you gotta find a vein. Your veins might be shit. You gotta find a good one. I mean, I think you can just you shoot it sure. wherever, and it probably does like eighty percent of the job. I'm pretty sure that's not true. It still gets in your bloodstream. Like, I don't have to cut myself on a vein to get blood to come out. I don't think you can just shoot down your <laughs> mouth and be like, mm, well, it'll it'll get there. They eventually. put it in between their toes. <laughs> You're telling me they're there's hitting a vein there, every time? <laughs> yeah. Bullshit. I mean, if, there's a re- that's the reason they're going for the toe is because that they can't find veins anymore in their arms. Man. You got you got to get the syringe and make sure that you don't get any air bubbles in that bad boy and, 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 and knock it out right and then find a vein. And it's too much work. It Come on. I feel like, I mean, Jack, you should have just done some crack or meth. Literally anything else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but they weren't, but anyway, they weren't selling meth down there in Mexico, apparently. No, it's... If he would have been undercover with, like, the the white supremacists in Kansas or something, he would have done all the meth. Guys, I have a problem. (laughs) Um, Well, just as Jack is about to insert the needle into his arm, um, we see three brand new white Ford (laughs) Econoline 15 passenger vans with the lie-flat seats and those mid-row captains. Oh, baby. They pull up right up next to him, and he scrambles very quickly to put everything away, just as we see a woman with short blonde hair and a no-nonsense stride and a... Nice growl of a voice, very similar to mine. Uh, she jumps out of what the lead van and gets into Jack's vehicle, and uh, it's Nicole Duncan from the NHS. And um, she looks, she looks him up and down, man. Mm-hmm. She wants, mm-hmm. she wants herself a little piece of that Jackie pie. And what does she say to him? I tried to call you after I heard about Terry, but you weren't taking my calls, and I knew that meant that you were <laughs> single, and uh, I wanted to hit that. Yeah. And then once she's done with the foreplay, what does she say? <laughs> well, hold on. So, no, nope, that's <laughs> all you get. No, 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 no. I'm we're, focused we're on this. We're, yeah, we're, we're we're getting there. Okay. But, uh, I'll what's get funny it. is that Jack Jack's one of his, one of the parts of his line was no problem. After that, I kind of withdrew, and I was <laughs> like, "Oh, Jackie." <laughs> <laughs> I would like you to reinsert yourself. So, I think before you get to the part that you want to talk about, where no, she still is, is examining old old Jacksonburg, she gets in some numbers, y'all. Mm-hmm. And she's saying the numbers that old old Doc Sonny provided were a little off, a little yeah. wrong by like wrong. T- over two X. Yeah, not going to be nine percent of the population in what was it nine weeks? Eight, eight uh, week. one week. Eight, one sorry, week. one week. Yeah. My bad. One week. <laughs> going to be going to be twenty percent, mm. and it's ninety five percent lethal. Now, for for those of you who are fans of Will Smith Cinema, that's that's Crippin virus in an I am Legend level fucking murder. Yeah, bad shit. But I mean, I the nice know thing if Will Smith fans saw that movie. The nice thing about uh, fast-acting viruses, though, um, the ones that kill that quickly, they're harder to actually spread quickly because, like, the host keeps dying. That is one of the things we get into later. Like, okay, it's latent and non-contagious for 14 hours, we learn. And then 10 hours later, they're dead. It's like, what if they just got it and then went to sleep and literally no one got infected? Right. And that's why, like, that's why, like, making a virus that kills that fast is actually not that great if you're a terrorist. It should, you should want it to kill over, like, a couple weeks and have, like, a much longer period where you're contagious. 
I see you've played Plague Inc. <laughs> <laughs> Great game. Well, that's like one of the arguments against an actual like a zombie virus that results in slow moving zombies. It's just we saw them and then we killed all 20 of them and that was it. Yeah, we still have like missiles. Yeah, it's not like, you know. But Michael, what it. if you don't kill the brain with the missile? Mm. They're still chomping around. That's a good around. point. Also, wait, speaking, <laughs> I, I speaking of which, um, I was in a discussion with someone about Pacific Rim. Uh, and yeah, we were, as you do, we were talking yeah, about, the, we were the talking original? about, the, yes, the original. Great. And we were talking about how, like, we, you suspend your disbelief. It's like, yeah, we could have just nuked, nuked these kaiju or like shot them out of the sky. We didn't need like to build mecha things out of like onobtanium. But then he was like, actually, we could have just like put all of the, the Pacific Rim dudes just around the one rift and just punch them in the head right. all the time. Like we didn't, yeah. why, we, why did we have them all in individual like countries? Yeah, there was one breach. I don't understand why. Right. Like, it's not whack-a-mole. It's just whack that mole. Yeah, just like, like you just stand <laughs> just, there. Just, or just, just build, like, a, build a literal giant fist that just goes down <laughs> on the breach. Here he comes. Guys, breach opening. And just we'll put bam. a big, like, needle right above the thing. Just put a big spike. Oh, good. Co- oh, you came through. Congrats. You have a, you're dead now. You just well, you know, they evolved. Yourself, they evolved. You so they, 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 they make one with a helmet. <laughs> right. Like, they went with the EMP blast. They make one with a helmet. But don't worry, the EMP didn't affect Gypsy because she was. No, I can't even do it. <laughs> All right, I'm sorry, an, sorry. I'm an analog robot. <laughs> sorry oh for God, this. We're sorry for the aside in the Pacific Rim lore. You, you never apologize for bringing Pacific Rim. Well, I was going to do an aside about Plague Inc. because uh, they just added uh, as a factor in the game anti mm-hmm. anti vaxxers. Ooh. <laughs> so as as something that can make your virus spread faster, you can invest in anti vax parents. Oh my god! god. Now, now I got to get back in there. Yep, I ain't played it in a while. Oh, got to get in there. Um, mm-hmm. So she tells Jack that the virus is ninety five percent lethal now and uh, twenty it, and double as doubly as contagious. Um, and Jack does not react at all, even though she says <laughs> it's the worst virus I've seen in twelve years. And um, Nicole says. Hey Jack, are you feeling okay? You're perspiring yeah. in LA, which doesn't happen, I it's, guess. It's, it's 3 p.m. in LA. Like I don't I get that you're stone faced, Nicole. I mean, she looks stone cold, but it's like, hey, why you uh you've been sitting in this car in the sun? Why are you sweating? Because I mean he has air conditioning. <laughs> this is a this is a beautiful Ford expedition. It's mm-hmm. brand new. It it is mm-hmm. equipped with hey. with the latest in air conditioning technology. Hey Michael, let me ask you a question. Hmm. Where where'd you grow up, bud? Florida. Florida. In Florida. Yeah, you ever sat in a car with air conditioning waiting to try to get to the beach there, friendo? I mean, yeah. Yeah, how'd your head and nuts feel? <laughs> bad. They <laughs> were bad, all sweaty. <laughs> <laughs> AC can only do so much, fam. It's just not going to work. That's a good point. <laughs> I, stay, I, I sit corrected. <laughs> and uncomfortably. Um, so... J- only because I can't stand up because my ass is stuck to the seat. My ass is stuck here. Jack says, I'm fine. I've just been running nonstop since noon. Hey, by the way, we're eight minutes out and we need to go over the quarantine protocols. Please drink for the word protocol. She nods. And then what does she see just nestled in mm. the uh, the floor of uh, Jack's footwell? A little, little mini horse stable. A little, <laughs> little vial. Yeah, but somebody's, somebody's, somebody's closed the door uh, after the horses got out. Yeah. So uh, she notices and doesn't say anything. Good move, Nicole. Mm-hmm. Play it cool. Love it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we cut back to CTU and Michelle Dessler She's, is on the phone. Actually, it made her it made her want Jack more because now he's even more of a bad boy. It's like, oh, not man. only does he cut it, dude's heads off, but like also and, on that snack. No, and she also got a, an eyeful of his very good tattoo. Mm. Um, so Michelle Dessler is on a phone call. Uh, 
sorry. Um, listening to a phone call that re- God, what is the sentence? Right? <laughs> Michelle Desler is listening to a phone call where they uh, receive the order about releasing Ramon Salazar from prison, and she flags down. Oh, guys, we didn't even talk about known mole Gael Ortega. We have yeah. we didn't really freak out about our, our our mole being revealed so early. Yeah, I mean that is weird. Um, but I, it does it give him a little bit more uh, leeway to have him do some real nefarious shit that yes that we can see. I li- I like that we know who it is mm-hmm. already. Yeah. yeah, which makes me and think there's like four more guess. moles though. And it's, like it's a counter also, mole. It's, it's, I'm just saying it's like a red herring, right? When you, it's like the Chekhov's mole, right? At this point, I don't. I, I mean, I think it's just that, like, no one we've never known the identity of the mole this early, or like, I feel like this season and this episode specifically is moving at such a faster pace. Like, the, Jack already knows Kyle Singer, the bag of coke. Like, it, it we didn't get like, I think episode three, like, we were still waiting for shit to kind of happen in season two. I feel, I feel like this, this oh, yeah. episode or this season is just like, mm, uh, they bombed CTU. Like in episode, episode four, four, yeah. yeah. So, but like but still, he, yeah. he was still like we didn't. He has like the source of the virus in his sights right now. Correct. But you know, I'm hoping actually, Michael, that there's a like I know there's a lot of cartels in Mexico. I'm hoping there's like a like many moles from all the cartels <laughs> in CTU who will be against guy. Yeah, I feel like if they would have eventually got to like <laughs> like 13, 14 seasons of this, it would have just been like there would have been one season where literally everyone that works at CTU is a mole from a different organization. It's, it's just that Spider-Man <laughs> pointing at himself meme. <laughs> They're actually the they're actually doing the job of counter terrorists against the other ones because there's only one person's trying to thwart each one, and so like they it's they're policing themselves really. And that's the, I mean that's the ideal situation. Exactly. I love that. Yeah. Um, Twenty four mole wars. <laughs> so um, Michelle flags down Gael and lets him know that she's closing in on the origin of the call um, to CTU. Uh, basically, so I, I, now I remember what I wrote. Um, <laughs> Closing in on the origin of the call, basically demanding the release of uh, Ramon Salazar from prison. And she says, I found a code origin within the call audio, which what? What? Um, that indicates the call was made from inside the U.S. And she sends it to Gael's system and asks him to track it down. And um, then she says, make sure you get to the big make get to it after the big meeting and uh, <laughs> lets him know that Jack is closing in on the virus. The big meeting that you were invited to, but you don't know anything about somehow, even though you're literally your entire job is to keep tabs on what's happening at CTU. Yeah. I mean, but guys, this guy actually hit a little close to home, I think, for all three of us. We've all been, like, coming back from lunch. <laughs> and everybody's like, you ready for that meeting? That's what you say? Huh? <laughs> um, Which the, one? The meeting. With, oh, shit. Okay. No, I, yeah, I'm ready. Mm-hmm. Come on, man. Of course. Yeah, I, I wrote it. that presentation. Yep. You, you know I got it ready. Yeah. When is it again? In an hour. <laughs> cool. That's perfect. <laughs> I'll be ready. You know, I've learned... I've learned to be brutally honest about that sort of thing. Um, my my boss asked me the other day, like in a meeting with like my other managers, just like, so Mike, how are you coming along with this thing? You ready for it? And I was like, it's not going great. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't gotten to it. It's going neutral currently because I have not either done it or not done it. Well, you say there's like, because you just reminded me that I have to do it, it's now going great because I forgot about it for a good two weeks. And now. It is now on my radar. Thank you. Um, <laughs> And so Gael walks away, and uh, who intercepts him? Chloe. Yes, that she needs an audio feed set up at Kyle Singer's apartment within the next six minutes, and Gael basically says, ah, piss off, I'll get to it. (laughs) Yeah, there's shit to do. Uh, This is the first time Chloe's been useful. Mm -hmm. Her pestering was actually good. Also, Chloe kind of got Chloe'd, though, because, like, Chloe's thing is to get, like, overly huffy when people ask her to do stuff that she either doesn't want to do or is already doing, and that's exactly what Gael did to her. 
Chloe has a moment later in this episode that just like I loved it so much. See, see. I'm not saying she's see? good, but we cut to the Salazar Ranch in Mexico. And we see uh, Claudia Hernandez getting dressed as uh, Hector uh, Ramon's mother approaches, and uh, she plants a seed that I think is going to linger in Hector's mind. She's like, "How do you think it's going to be when Ramon gets back? You've you've changed while you're in charge, and Ramon has been in prison. Do you think you'd be able to give that up very easily?" I really think that's going to fester. She's got ambition, baby. You can see it in her mm-hmm. eyes. Yeah, I like this. Is, it's funny because I, I have to remember sometimes the show was made in 2002, I think, at this point. And you're like, why is there always like the conniving woman who's trying to turn this dude against his brother? Like some old mob movie. Yeah, Curtis, what is your read on Claudia right now? Uh, um, if God, if her dad wasn't there, I would think that she was a spy. Uh, You know, um, but... I feel like Claudia is going to be probably the reason for Ramon's downfall because she might kill her, bro- kill his brother before he even gets back. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. She, yeah. I, I think she just doesn't. She doesn't want to be the wife of the number two in a drug cartel. What fun is that? She doesn't want to be the wife. No, she wants to be the number one. Period. Oh. She wants to be a boss. Oh, you think I've I've read it that she doesn't want to be there. Period. Oh. Okay. No, but, she okay. does. I I see. I read it as as. She just wants, she wants to be the wife of the boss. Okay. I think she wants to be the boss. I mean, that could be possible. I feel like anyone who's met Ramon Salazar probably knows that you're probably not going to enjoy that very much. No. <laughs> but I mean, this is true. Hector gets a call from Gael who uh, lets him know that Bauer is about to intercept the package, Kyle Singer. And uh, Hector wants to know how they fucking know anything about <laughs> Kyle Singer, which Kyle says, um, but Hector says, okay, well, is Gomez still Wait, how does Gael not know? Like, he he is... He's been, in a, he's been stuck in that true. little he room for hours. hours. He's like, hey, you yeah. guys kept me in this room. I have no fucking clue what's going on. It's been 10 minutes since he's, I got out. He's actually kind of a shitty mole because he's not out, like, listening to anyone. Not mulling. He's, he's been watching cameras for, like, three hours. That's true. He could have had a camera on Kyle Singer from not CTU. Nothing like, he has provided yet from CTU until this moment was actually worth being at CTU. I mean, like, no joke. Like, March Madness has a boss button built in <laughs> that you can watch illicit camera feeds on your work computer. And you just hit a button that brings up Excel spreadsheets. Kyle should have had that. Like, he could be at his desk. Not working, just watching, you know, suspects. Yeah, guys, I have a serious question uh-huh. about about CTU. Why, for the love of Christ, Is after it's... everything that's happened, do you allow anyone outside of Jack and Tony to have personal cell phones in that building? I don't get it. Mm, that's a good point. Just, just why? What do you need them for? We need phone. We have you have perfectly good phones here. There's a lot of phones speaking here. Of, speaking of personal <laughs> cell phones, we're gonna get it, it, it's later. So they mentioned Gomez. Gomez's phone is the most <laughs> ridiculous thing I've ever seen in my Home life. Was on that on that blue blueberry. <laughs> it looks like the the gigantic. You remember the Dell jukebox, like Dell's competitor? It looks like someone duct taped two of those together. <laughs> it's so big. Is it like a satellite uh, phone? No, it's a full keyboard Blackberry from back in the day. It's horrible. All right, let's let's move forward real quick. We got a tiny (laughs) clock at 3.07. Please take a drink. We cut to the singer apartment where Kyle walks to the fridge, pulls out a glass jug of milk and chugs from it like an animal. Like a fucking animal. (laughs) You gross face. I'm just chugged out of the out of the fucking bottle. Come on. So his father, Sam Singer, returns home after his job interview and says, hey, your mom told me you just paid three months rent. Uh, with cash 
and rather than addressing the fact that his bullshit son is just chugging mood juice <laughs> in defiance of God and all health recommendations, he's mad about that. Well, they're anyway. just they're just showing you that like. You know, it comes up later, but like Kyle's got his germs all over the place, man. He's just licking things left and right. Yeah, just, that's a this is gonna be a problem. I, like I don't get it. Like I, even when I was living by myself at twenty three years old, I fucking used glasses. Well, you know, because have some class. Because the thing is, if you if you drink out of things or you like spoon out of jars, like that's how the bacteria grows. Even if it's even if you're not worried about other people's germs, like that's how the mold grows on the food. Plus, I don't want my own backwash. That's not cool. So, you know, do better, Kyle. Right. My my thing here is like, okay, I get that his dad wants to know how he paid three months rent with cash. Uh, and Kyle says, yeah, I got it. I wanted the dog track. Okay, whatever. No parent in the world. I have drank milk from the carton before when I was a teenager. No parent in the world would ever let that fly. No, nah, that would be nope. priority number one. Yeah, like, that's first things first. The fuck? Especially his parents already seem to be very much up in his biz. Like... That would definitely have come up in conversation. Be like, uh, where'd you get that money? Oh, by the way, what the fuck are you doing with that milk jug? <laughs> also, who delivered this glass jug of milk? Actually, there you go. You can there still you get who, that. They have a milkman? Yeah, o- Overwise actually has milkman. They bring you a a cooler, like one of those big, uh, the coolers that you keep outside your door, and they you leave the empty jugs in there, and they come in and refill them with full jugs. Yeah, that makes all the sense in the world in hipster-ass Chicago. This is 2003 L.A. ghetto. Who's delivering the milk? Yeah, it's a good point. It's a great... It's such, it's a, <laughs> such a good point. It's such a... God, that's so good. I got to bring that black perspective to Like, we ain't getting no milkman out here. What are you talking about? Yogi, of course you do. That's some old time... He probably wears the whole outfit and everything. Yeah, Kyle says it doesn't matter where I got the money. Don't worry about it. And his dad's like, listen, I have enough shit to worry about. Just tell me you didn't do anything illegal. Um, and then he does some macho shit about, it, like, I pay the rent on here, not you. And uh, <laughs> Which is funny because, like, mm, you homie, don't, though. You, you, you haven't paid that rent. You, like, months, very so. distinctly did <laughs> That's not the whole pay the problem rent. So here. I had to f- yeah. mule coke across the border and pay three months rent. Um, so Kyle runs to his also, room. Also, Kyle's supposed to be 19? No. I think he's like twenty. No, no I think he's in this. In this, his dad says, "Where did a nineteen-year-old get eighteen hundred dollars just like that?" God damn, the twenty-four timeline is so confusing <laughs> because, like, last week they, we they definitely like went to college, like part of college, and he was drinking beer at the pool, which doesn't necessarily mean anything because I, I don't know, man. For he, for a year, for your nineteen. Here, actually, you know what? Here's what I'm going to say. No 19-year-old willingly drinks butt-heavy tall boys <laughs> at the pool. So, no, he's not 19. So, he was born in 1987. Oh, we. so he's, oh, shit. So, he's, what, three years older than Kim or younger than Kim? Yeah. So, we see he's 19? <laughs> yeah. <Jesus> Fuck. Christ. <laughs> this, this show sucks. This guy is 19. <laughs> the timeline of this show... Fuck, you know, I, I was just thinking uh, the other week, and this is way off topic, but I, I feel like 24 runs into this too. Um, any series of books with like a private <laughs> detective in them that like had like some sort of defining traumatizing moment in her life. Like there's one book series I read uh, where the guy was in Vietnam, but there's still the guy's still putting out books. So the timeline of the story is just like, yeah, he's this 45 year old, but he has like a, an iPhone. I'm like, no. No, he doesn't. He's so old now. 
He, he wasn't in Vietnam. You need to retcon your book series yeah. real quick. You need to do like the new Captain America. So yeah, how he, he wasn't even he wasn't even alive in Vietnam at this point. <laughs> It's like, uh, yeah, some some of the timelines in these these stories are not great. Um, so we got back to see. It's almost like they don't it. expect someone to go minute by minute through the entire fucking series, <laughs> ten or eighteen years after the fact. Well, maybe they should have been should have approached the show with some forethought, yeah, and yeah. realized that yeah, next three dum dums. We're gonna do an issue by issue Batman retrospective. So good luck, DC, proving that shit out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he should be ninety five. Bruce Wayne should be broke down. Fuck off. Bruce Wayne is an old, decrepit man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh, Kyle Singer is explaining to CT who Kyle Singer is and what is he what he is transporting, likely without his own knowledge. And um, Adam asks, well, how would he not know what he's transporting? It's like, well, he got hired to ferry coke or her. Because he didn't um, say, hey, bring this fucking virus across. The, like, that would have cost yeah. way more than $10,000. Right. So Gael walks in. Tony explains that LAPD is not equipped to handle a hot zone. So Jack is going to go in with a team from health services while CTU runs the operation and updates the president in real time. Uh, Gael does not seem to be too happy to hear that they know their whole shit. Um, And Tony says we need to be extra careful with Singer since he has no idea what he's dealing with. And And we need to keep this under wraps. Hopefully we've eradicated all the moles in CTU. Gael, be on the lookout. If there is one, let me know. Let me know. Gael, you're the one person. Yeah, you're running point on this. You're my guy. You're my big dog. Big doggy. No one in our tech department has ever been a mole before, Gael. We trust you wholeheartedly, even though you just got here. Cool. <laughs> yeah, Curtis. Also, where were you for two hours? <laughs> Curtis, we're we're gonna have to run through some shit, but we're like 38 minutes in, and we're we're only 12 minutes into the show. But I do Sorry. need to ask, what do you think the death count at CTU will be this year? The, the old, at, at CTU. Do you think CTU will be attacked? Um, count can. Define attacked. Do you do you think something will happen to take CTU out of play, or there'll be like another like lockdown or emergency, like a three bitches? You think three bitches going to die? Three bitches in the building. There will be okay. other associated bitches dead outside the building, but three sure. in the building. Three in the building bitches. Got it. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Um, so we cut back to the singer apartment, um, and <laughs> Sam and Helen Singer are talking about Kyle, and Kyle's in his room packing some clothes and money in a bag, and then he goes to leave, and his dad <laughs> says. Open that bag up because he's what a you real got in dick. That bag. <laughs> yeah, let's see yonder bag, friend. And he, Kyle and his dad have a pretty good interaction. He's like, as long as you're in my house, you're gonna obey me. He's like, you can't even pay the rent. It's not your house. It's my house, bitch. And his dad grabs the bag. I own this house for the next three months. And he finds the bag of loose. And by the way, the the twenty four wiki. Every time they mention this. <laughs> put drugs in quotes like back of loose drugs and um Kyle says I need to deliver it to a guy which his dad goes give me a name I want a name which is like what is he gonna what do what are you gonna do the name like okay he had Slim Jimmy I'm gonna look him up in the phone book yeah. I'm gonna call it I'm gonna call his dad and then I'm gonna beat the shit out of his dad I actually I actually had a dad dilemma right here like mm-hmm. I was like thinking about if I found a, a large bag Say a half kilo of Coke or whatever in my kid's bag. I'm not asking whose it is. I might have to be like, so when do you need to drop this off before you don't get us all murdered? Yeah, right? <laughs> the thing is like, and, and then we'll talk about it. They always but show whoever, this. Whoever this belongs to needs to have it yeah. immediately. They always show this where the dad's like, oh, it's like, bro, you do oh. realize that it's not his ass anymore. Like, if you take yeah. that and it doesn't go to the right guy and it is cocaine, 
y'all dead. everyone's ass. Y'all yeah, all are dead. That's, 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 it's like, everyone's whole ass. Look, the <laughs> let him deliver the shit. You deliver the shit. I don't give a fuck. And then you can worry about the punishment later. Correct. Because like, well, you speaking, see like, the bag full of cash and coke, you're like, okay, I assume you got some of this money for that first part of this. And you can need the Yeah, yeah. Let's get this delivered. Let's get this taken care of mm-hmm. as a team. And then I'm whooping your ass. <laughs> And also, all this money is actually mine. Toad's mine. So I guess I don't need a job for a couple months. Yes. Chuck Chuck went up for Sam Singer. Um, Speaking of holes, um, what happens? Ooh. They get into a fight over the bag. Rip it open. And what we see is a a whole bunch of powder sitting in front of a fan that just. What does does Kyle do as the fight progresses? What What happens to him? He runs out. He runs out the door. He, he runs out the house. Can't handle it no more. And then without the a, drugs, see the old bag of Cordilla sitting conveniently, y'all, in front of a fan, mm-hmm. a stationary fan. Which again, it must be hot as shit. Which is why Jack Bowers sweating <laughs> perspiring. So, so much. Exactly. We cut to commercial at three twelve. We come back at three sixteen. Spaghettios. Uh oh, the drugs. Cordelios. The virus is all over the place. So his parents are uh, soup's dead now. Um, we cut back to CTU at three sixteen. Tony is telling CTU how uh, how urgent the situation is, and that Salazar will release the visor if they don't find it first. Everyone walks out, and then Kim Bauer walks over to Jace. Says, um, "Hey, why are you here? I thought you were supposed to be with my dad." And um, he says, "Well, Jack's sidelining me for having a relationship with you," and she's like, "Because of us?" What? <laughs> And, and she apologized. She's like, wait, you're not. And Chase is definitely reticent throughout this whole thing. I'm just going to run through some of this stuff here because uh, we're running slow. And she just says, you're not blaming me, are you? Yes. Yes, yeah. actually. You could have waited yeah. until there wasn't a fucking 90%, 95% lethal virus being unleashed on the city. She's like, well, should we have just kept sneaking around until someone caught us? I was like, yeah. Yes, one, two. Also, you guys were not good at sneaking based on the first episode. So it's shocking you made it this long. And if Jack hadn't been addicted to heroin, he probably would have caught on within the first hour. Um, and then Chase says, I got to go deal with this kid, Parker. And Parker is at least 10 years older than he is. Um, and he walks away. And we get a tiny clock at 318. And... um. We see Ramon Salazar in his prison cell, and he's approached by his guard, Jeffrey, who he says, you know, the food you brought me is exceptionally bad today. And Jeffrey just kind of looks at him, takes the food tray, and um, Salazar says, I'm ready to talk to Luis Anacon, um, who we see on the phone with uh, someone from the State Department, or someone who has pulled the State Department, who says, I'm not going to let this dick waste the last three years of my life. Um and then he gets another call from uh, the guards letting him know that Salazar wants to talk. And did y'all see some weirdness between the guard and Salazar? I didn't because I was too focused on the fact that he was complaining about the food. But he had a really large, juicy looking orange that he did not even touch. Yeah. So I got true. distracted by that. Yeah, I, I only saw the weirdness after the after the guard hangs the phone up. Okay. Yeah, like the guard seemed... I don't know. Like There's something going on between him and Salazar for sure. But Michael, to your point... Yeah, if the food is shit and you have a, a good orange, oh, it was a good. It was a big orange. Yeah, I mean, Unpeel- or, or, oranges are just they're not prepared. They're just oranges. Just eat that. Yeah, yeah. You don't have to eat the bologna sandwich. <laughs> you got the orange right there. Um, they give them the so kids when they're playing soccer. Come on, I just I just throw them. I throw the oranges at them. Fuck you. Um, so we cut to the campus of uh, USC where David Palmer is preparing for a debate. We see Secret Service agents everywhere, and then we see David Palmer. <laughs> Hand his brother Wayne and his chief of staff a folder and says, uh, Hope you can get a refund. Think you, think you get a refund. 
from whoever sold you this piece of crap. <laughs> Which is the most David Palmerash shit. He probably ever. he probably spent like he probably spent like twenty minutes coming up with that one. Oh, yeah. yeah. He sat down with it. Yeah. I'm gonna get you him. Know what? I'm gonna get Wayne. It's fun. I'd like to imagine when certain things like that happen, the writer's room for twenty four. And like some someone delivered that line and then everyone high five. Just like, oh yeah, you got David Palmer, you nailed it. And there's like one there's one person in the room who's like, Do any of you know any black people? I just just I was just checking real quick. No? Okay. That makes sense. Have fun, y'all. Um, I do like to think of like Dennis Hayesford like getting that line and just like reading the script and then looking up and like, no, no, no. I would never. We say don't this. say. We would never say this. So this is like the 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 quaintest scandal in in right? the year of our Lord twenty nineteen. Yeah, man. Like this wouldn't even be a blip. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So what does the document say? This is that Anne committed perjury. Um, and you're like, yeah. Okay. Had everybody. I think that's. <laughs> I think it's a requirement to be in our government, right? Just an initial perjury. Just a little it was bit. perjury about her husband's business that was selling some sort of pharmaceutical shit. He was selling um, a hypertension drug, uh, and they had some research, and since Anne's a doctor, they had her verify the research. The research was fraudulent, and Anne said she didn't know that it was fraudulent. The husband initially said that he also didn't, uh, he, he, she didn't know it was fraudulent, but he did. And boom time SEC came in and handled that business. Mm-hmm. But now, right. See, now the thing is, how I, the song. This I know it's, this takes place in a different universe than ours. Um, because there's a white dude uh, doing fraud mm-hmm. with big pharma and and money, and he went to jail. We don't yeah. know if he's white because Anne looks like she might like the chocolate. That's fair. That's a good um, point. <laughs> Michael, to your point also, in this universe, people who commit fraud around big farm and like Medicare become the governor of Florida. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Don't go exactly. to jail. Um, actually, the one you know thing I, it depends on how Weasley you look, because that Strelly dude got fucked. Right? Yeah, but that's because like he bought the Wu-Tang album. I, Fuck, I literally right. think that's the so, only reason. Yeah, he went too far. He went too far. That's <laughs> I will say the one thing I liked about this interaction with David and Wayne was David says, you're just trying to undercut us because you don't like Anne and Wayne's like yeah dog she sucks <laughs> but also you need to you need to find out what you don't know before you fi- face off with a dude on national television about this exact topic which I just appreciated Wayne's like yeah she sucks I don't like her it was some real brother shit because yeah, the, the, the line was you're absolutely right I don't like her this isn't about me and Anne it's about you and Anne yeah. and like yeah no yes that, that's what a brother would say to you no fuck yeah she sucks like I don't I never fight that yeah, she's the that worst. Was a good brother. That was a good bro <laughs> moment, which I, I feel like really defines the value of Wayne being in the room. Um, so we cut back to the the prison, and uh, Louis Anacon arrives at Salazar's cell, and um, Salazar asks, "Like, have you heard what's going on with my good friend Jack Bauer?" "No, huh? Must be frustrating to be kept in the dark." And um, Luis wants to know what Salazar is talking about because he's like, "You're working on my last nerve, dude." And uh, Salazar says. You're like a dog with a bone, Luis. Once you bite down, you don't let go. When I'm out of here, I don't want you on me. And in a few hours, I'll be gone due to some good work done by my little brother. And Luis is like, you're not going anywhere, bitch. Yeah, I was. Just, and, I thought um, he was just... This fucking shock. I thought he was just fucking with him again. And I was. I even wrote down, I was like, oh, he's so good at like needling him so bad. This. I, I kind of wish my voice wasn't killing me to deliver this line very well. Because like... This is some good writing, and like it really cements Ramon as such a good character because mm. R- Luis is like, well, unless he has a key, you're not going anywhere. And Ramon says, oh, but he does have a key. And when he turns it, all the work that you did, all the hours you spent away from your family, put me here, will go away just like that. 
And as he snaps his fingers, he says, I wanted you to hear it from me, Luis. I wanted it to be the last thing you ever heard. And what happens? Jeff. Old Jeff comes down, come, comes back with the old billy club to the back of the head of Luis. Then immediately transitions to chokehold. It was a solid Just, move. It was a solid move. It, w- it was. It's it, almost like he's killed someone in prison <laughs> before. <laughs> what, it is, what it does, y'all, it stuns, it stuns Luis. First, we can't make a, a, a defensive move to stop the, the, the nice little deep chokehold, and he just sinks it in. Mm-hmm. And it's game over. And so Anacon choked to death, and then Man, that, what does Salazar say to Jeff? Your son will I'm be sorry, Michael, to you. Michael, go, go ahead. Michael, go ahead. No, I was just saying, this, I mean, I, this, honestly, I was surprised. I was very surprised yeah. by this. And yeah, but then, then Salazar says to Jeff, uh, your son will be returned to you tomorrow. Well, not to him because he's oh, probably going yeah, to yeah, the <laughs> jail that he works in, which is weird. Um, but yeah, man, like I, I like the sh- that this show can still surprise yeah. me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even having seen it, Ramon is so like, it, cold as fuck. Just so, yeah. What's What's funny about this is I remember I told y'all something. Uh, I think when we first started the show that Jeffrey here perfectly illustrates for for my kids. I'll I'll kill any one of y'all. Shit. Yeah. Because Jeff just walked away. He was like, yeah, well, I had to do it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like he had, he showed a little remorse, but also like it was just you resigned to the fact that like yeah, yeah. now now I'm forced to wonder if Jeff was also on a podcast where he told <laughs> two of his like best buds for 15 <laughs> minutes that he would kill them in different like it was it described was, different ways. It was four minutes tops. Okay, here's and, the thing: I'm no, perfectly dude, I, I cut a solid nine minutes of you telling us how you would kill. I'm us. perfectly okay. <laughs> I'm perfectly okay with. The fact that you tell us that you would kill us for your sons. What I'm not okay with is that you describe how you would do it in gruesome detail all the time. Like, it's yeah. just weird to have a plan for it. Look, if like, you're you going to do it, you might as well have it planned out. That way it's well, faster, as fast as possible. <laughs> okay, speaking of that exact point, I really need to get to... We're going to tiny clock at 323. Mm-hmm. And we cut to the singer apartment where they're talking about hiding the quote drugs. <laughs> Thank you, 24 Wikia, um, to help Kyle sweep us under the rug. And Helen notices some shadows outside the window. And then it's E.T. Speak, speaking of doing things as quickly as possible in the most efficient way, how does CTU enter the building? With a chainsaw. Chainsaw. <laughs> chainsaw. They chainsaw through the Formica door. <laughs> This front door is made of like three sheets of paper, <laughs> and they chainsaw through it. They chainsaw and through it. It would have been faster to just kick the fucking thing down. Mm-hmm. Like, and more surprising, chainsaw, probably. The chainsaw wasted time. It would have been faster to have done literally anything else. Like they could have knocked on the door and broken through it. They could have like it, this door for it might as well have been like beads. <laughs> but they chainsaw through it, which gives Helen enough time. To grab the bag of heroin and run into the back of the apartment uh, to do both the dumbest thing in the fucking world and also exactly what I would do in the same situation. <laughs> yep. And several agents in bio suits run into the house. Jack breaks open the bathroom door to see Helen flushing the powder down the toilet and he tackles her and then yells at CTU into his microphone that the virus is out in the sewage system and might also be airborne. And he tells them to call the LAPD and the fire department to set up a level three hot zone. Level we cut the commercial at 324. Boys, by the way, I was right here on something. Jack did not have the same moves in that hazmat suit. He's just not the same guy. No. Nope. You need a Hoffman. Because he would have known she's going to the bathroom. <laughs> I am. I am. I was honestly shocked that they put Jack in the hazmat suit, even though I know, like, narratively they couldn't get around it because 
Curtis, we, we kind of saw it in season two on the raid at the airport, but we're going to see it a lot more in the in future seasons of this show. When CTU and SWAT teams are going into buildings, Jack Bauer never wears a helmet, <laughs> never wears anything more than like light body armor and a pistol. Like it's he's just out front. Just yeah. you can't. I think contractually they were not allowed to cover Kiefer Sutherland's <laughs> Well, face. everyone else. Yeah, everyone else is in full on riot gear and he is just completely open. He's got a windbreaker on. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so so the, the, the virus is out. We're we're done. We're fucked. Yeah, mm-hmm. everyone's dead. LA's dead. Um, Curtis, when you when you saw that, what did you feel right in that moment? Um, one, something's up. Uh, <laughs> two, I did think I was like, Jack is gonna have know, to fight the pipes. While I think I would have had the same reaction as that mom, um, if they can just chainsaw your door without <laughs> knocking, they have real tight probable cause to be in there so they probably know what you got already and you're not dumping all that out immediately plus i mean it's your kids so you can just hide it you know i just don't know why the chainsaw <laughs> it's like it, it it makes it actually tactically and logistically makes absolutely no sense nah. right because you can and just you I, can, you, they have battering rams many ones that you could use and all you're doing is repairing the door jam and a little lock situation you just chainsaw the door off of a room in which you believe an airborne virus is Who in. had the chainsaw? <laughs> Who had the chainsaw? Was it CTU? Did Jack bring a chainsaw? Did the health hum- and human services bring a chainsaw? Who the fuck brought the chainsaw? Um, so I'm just Michael, saying, I've, <laughs> I've seen the, the trunk of a SWAT officer's car. Um, they've got shit they don't need in there. It's disturbing. Also, and cool, but yeah. So also, I don't know, man. <laughs> also, this is an apartment complex. Uh-huh. The superintendent has keys to all of the apartments. Yeah. All they had to do was go there and get a no key. No time. Well, I mean, like, if, Michael, if that's your point, all they had to do was knock on the fucking door. Well, but then you give her time to run back and, and uh, right. the drug. But also, like, there's so many wrinkles to why the chainsaw makes... Like, first of all, <laughs> they had to start it. No one, no one heard you starting it. <laughs> the better ram takes a quarter second. The yeah. chainsaw took at least ten. Because they started at the middle of the door. Like he didn't even cut that down the door yet. He just like starts in the middle, like goddamn taint, like chainsaw massacre, like trying to scare him like a horror movie. No, 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 no. no. He, they cut it. Doing? They cut it in they a triangle the around the doorknob, yeah. so you can just open it up. So the they, the doorknob stays locked. <laughs> that's that's still you, stupid. Yeah, I mean, it's still real stupid. Tried. Do you think they even tried the the, the handle to see if it was open? That's true. It, it could have been could have been unlocked. Kyle Kyle just ran. Yeah, out he there. just left. So or a window. Anything. Anything. Anything else. Literally any other method than <laughs> the one they chose would have been great. You could um, have lit the door on fire, not gonna <laughs> like zombies. It would have been more effective than that. <laughs> so we come back from a commercial at three twenty eight. We see Ann Packard meeting with David Palmer, and uh, he tells her that Keeler is. Has information on uh, her ex-husband, Ted. 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 Um, And uh, we learn all about Anne doing clinical trials for Ted's fabricated test. And um, Ted is now claiming that Anne knew about it, even though she gave sworn testimony eight years ago that she didn't. And uh, David says, it's it's just your word against his. He gave sworn testimony that she didn't. Oh, right. Okay. So so he's going Um, back on his sworn testimony now. Yeah. Eight, from so eight everyone, years ago, everyone perjured themselves. So he perjured okay, him. He's, he's saying that he, you know, he he perjured, and now he's saying that she perjured. So, mm-hmm. and so Anne just says, "Listen, I know you have reason to be suspicious, but I'm not Sherry, and I will not betray you. I told you the truth once, and I'm not going to defend it because you'd better trust me." And David just says, "I do," which oh, no, 
You clearly yeah, didn't, no. though. I fully expected Jack uh, David to say, "I only trust one person in this world, Jack Bauer." <laughs> like that's yeah. what else? Who else should he trust? Maybe, maybe, maybe Aaron, maybe A.A. Ron. Maybe, yeah, A.A. Ron and maybe Tony. <laughs> yeah, a little That's bit. it. So we get a tiny clock at 3.30 and David receives a call from Wayne who is like, just snidely says, let me guess, she denied everything. It's like, yeah, yeah. Wayne. Yes, why wouldn't she? <laughs> um, but uh, he remains suspicious even though David says he trusts her and uh, he says, well, don't worry. I think I can make this all go away if you meet me alone in the auditorium. Him. <clears throat> Um, at CTU, we see Tony Almeida on the phone with Dr. Sonny Maser from the health services. And uh, she's like, I'm pretty optimistic about containing the virus at Singer's apartment. Um, we have we'll have test results in less than 10 minutes. And uh, Tony says, well, it looked like we lucked out. Um, yeah. But as he hangs up, <laughs> but but he here, gets approached with two very different problems. We, which he we need to talk about of. problem one. Yes, I, I want to hear about. Problem I need one. to understand. So so old Zach Quinto comes up. And uh, says we need wind vectors for the last fifteen minutes. So they're worried about it being airborne. And Tony says something that I thought I'd never hear. And I want y'all to tell me what the fuck's going on. He says, "Call meteorology." <laughs> um, why is there a meteorology department at CTU, y'all? And where are they? I just I've never I, look. There's one it, guy. And, and there's is one it, guy. Is his, is his name Agent Stormy Day? Like, I, what is his name? It's got what is your what is the CTU agent's name? Who's a weatherman? I'll be honest. I, I'll be honest, and I'm not gonna go too much into this just because I, professionally, I don't want to. But um, so obviously, my job, we're, like, we're very affected by weather. Uh-huh. And uh, during hurricane season last year, I like, I had just started the job, and I briefly brought up, it's like, uh, you know, and like, uh, very close to our office is the Weather Channel's headquarters. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, do we, um. You know, do we like call the Weather Channel? And my boss was just like so dismissively like, "No, we don't talk to those idiots. We have our own people." So wait, they have a meteorology department? To me, that like my company has our own meteorology experts, and we sneer at the Weather Channel. Please tell me one of them's named. Please tell me one of them's named Rainstormfront. Like just, just. It has to be. I, I was so taken aback, and then Curtis, like to your point, I was like, "Well, fuck, maybe, maybe actually, maybe that's why the news meteorology is so fucking bad because it's only the dipshits that go to the Weather Channel and like any like news agency. Yeah, everyone, everyone who's good at meteorology is working for CTU or corporate a America. massive retailer. So we're actually only yeah. seeing like one percent of meteorologists. It's just the most visible. The ding exactly as it were. That's why they have stupid names, old ding guy. <laughs> it's honestly been the, the the most shocking thing about working at a large company. I was like, oh, we're just better than everybody else. Okay, cool. I need to see if we have a meteorology department now. It, that would be pretty. That'd be pretty dope. You probably do. We'll see. Um. Anyway, yeah. So, uh, you know, uh, old old Quinto says, oh, no problem. He walks away. Gonna go talk to meteorology. Yeah, so he walks away, and then Michelle lets Tony know that the press is asking about a dead body at health services, which she just ignores. <laughs> what do you tell? What do you want me to tell him? <laughs> Nothing. Okay, sure. But also, how bad is the press? Like, someone blew up a bomb and left a like corpuscled body on the door two and a half hours like, ago. Yeah, it's like you guys are bad. Um, and then he receives a call. Kim lets him know that he received a call from Oh my god, her from- face when she says, he says it's urgent. And she just makes <laughs> right. this really weird, like, concerned face. Oh god, it's so dumb. 
Yeah, so the warden of the prison is calling to let him know that Louis Anacon is dead. <coughs> I'm dying. Um, we get another tiny clock at 3.32. Please take a drink. Um, I'm going to take a drink because my throat is dying. Mm. Um, we see NHS staff running tests, and Jack tells the singers through his hazmat suit <laughs> that um, they have been exposed to a virus, which Kyle carried into the country without knowing. They're just like, well, are we sick? I'm like, yes, yeah. probably. Um, um, so is this... Is he the worst son in the history of the world? No. 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 Not even close. No. Uh-uh. Why, why? Why? What? What is your... I'm just saying, like, like straight up murdering your parents is way better and, and less gruesome than getting a virus that kills you within 24 hours and you just are in intense pain for 10 of that. I mean, if and I, you still I would die. say... I would say George Mason's son is still worse than this yeah, guy. Yeah, I wasn't great. This guy. No, I'm just saying if you're a parent, this would be the worst possible thing that your son can do to you, right? To give you a virus that kills you in 24 hours. I, I would say I'd rather no. they just kill me in, out of like normal teenage exactly. angst rather than just being irresponsible. Because, Michael, to your point, what he's done is I raised him wrong. The other one is like, oh, he just had something wrong with him and he took it out in a bad way and killed me. That's fine. <laughs> But this was I I fucked up as a parent See? and made a bad son, and he went out and did dumb things that killed me. <laughs> so to your point, yes, Very that painfully. is pretty bad. Yeah, I don't know. I think the worst is to fuck up your legacy, like beyond repair, like to find out that you know essentially that while you're already in the grave, that and think you got away with crimes, you know, essentially that your your son manages to dig all that shit up while engossing themselves into another criminal conspiracy, and you're like, damn. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, but you're dead. Really bad you're dead, be, so you don't be, know. If, I mean, if my you, son, you hope. <laughs> if my son found a virus that like made all of the bullshit that I like remember from high school, like that just like pops into my head when I'm in the shower. If he like dug all that up and then like made it really true somehow, like that would be the worst son. There's so many bad sons available. Yeah, Michael. The, uh, this, of all, why don't Michael, I have kids? Hitler's right there. Like. Hitler didn't feel. do anything specifically to we're, his We're going to stop. We're going to go ahead and stop. Yeah, well, that's, uh, the, that's the thing. Like, honestly, if, if my son made it <laughs> that it was impossible to have my last name moving forward, it's like, God damn, you know, shit for eternity. <laughs> you fucked it. How, how'd you do it, buddy? It's like every family in the world wants to be like, I want to pass my name along. Uh, not this one, though. <laughs> no. I love how it's still like, everybody's like, is it too soon? It's too soon. It's going to be too soon forever. Stop it. It's never going to work. Sorry, MJ, you can't have the mustache. You definitely can't use the name, bud. Sorry. It's, wrong. it's actually a good point. He's That's literally the only name, other name I can think of where just the, yeah. the mention of it yep. is painful. You could, like, you could have another Mussolini who'd be like, eh, it's a little off-putting. Don't do that. Um, definitely know, don't retweet his quotes. Don't so. do that at all. Not, not when you're sitting in Congress. Like um, Stalin. I mean, that's bad. I mean, but I, is it though? Just hearing I mean, if, you met some, if you met someone named Stalin, you'd be like, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. I feel like Judas. No one's naming their kids Judas these days. Judas but Priest was a pretty popular band. That's a good point. That's because they. That's because they rocked your face right <laughs> yeah, off. Yeah, but nobody's gonna accept a band called Hitler. It's just <laughs> not gonna work. <laughs> I disagree. There will be a lot of people who would accept it, and that's the problem we're currently in in this country. But yeah, Too you can many. have Judas Priest play a bar mitzvah, though. Hitler's it's pretty Hitler. cool that we're going to have to cut the last eight minutes of this show. <laughs> so much good conversation. Hey, let's yeah. uh, let's let's get to um to my boy in prison. Yeah, let's get let's. Well, okay, so here we go. Um, I'm dying. Um, 
Beep, 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 beep. So Jack says, yeah, you're going to have to be quarantined. And he gets a call from Tony at CTU. Let, let him know that Kyle has been exposed and he's in the wild. And um, Tony lets Jack know that Luis is uh, like way dead mm. because uh, Salazar's guard killed him after he threatened his son. And Jack has a bit of a fit and runs out of the room, showers off in the decontamination room. And he throws up just as he rips his hazmat suit off and... What happened? What does Dr. Duncan learn right then? And what does she tell Jack? Who knows? She, she knows. She knows he's been riding uh, a horse. No, not yet. Not yet with that. Not there. She, she tells me there yet. ain't no, ain't no virus in this here powder. Powder's, it's silicate. just, it's harmless. It's not, it wasn't even heroin. <laughs> it was just harmless silicate. Said, I think Jack knew that when he smelled it. He was like, I thought this was horse. <laughs> <laughs> I had a nice little supply. I tried to eat it because Michael told me that's the best way to do it, um, and nothing happened. Um, I puked it all up. Just um, yeah, no virus. Everyone in the apartment tested negative. Um, and the red heroin, if you will. The red heroin episode title nailed it. Um, so after thinking for literally a moment, um, Jack says, "Okay, well, even if the virus isn't in the heroin." Singer has to be involved because the body at NHS was linked directly to him. And Nicole says, fine, but where do we start looking? And Jack at first says, I don't know. <laughs> and then he makes one of those like really Jack Bowery leaps with, of intuition. With, with music. It's like, the only way to transport the virus is in a crystalline form, right? She's like, yeah, it's the only way it could survive outside of a living body. What if it was never outside of a living body? And imagine what this man, Jack Bauer, could do if he wasn't strung out yeah. and going through withdrawal from yeah. heroin. I mean, the virus, level detective shit. The virus is in the Kyle Singer? <laughs> Y'all, Kyle Singer so is an outbreak monkey. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's the best. So he figures out that Kyle Singer was infected with the virus in Mexico. Oh, wait, shit. Probably while getting some of that really good Tijuana tails. Oh, you know so saying. they're not These contagious. Are... He's not contagious at all. Like he he had nope. sex with his girlfriend and nothing. Nothing. I don't believe it's like, that. It's like herpes. What a, like, what a like, cheap virus. It's like, herpes. it's like herpes, dog. Gots to be symptomatic to pass that bad boy along. It's there. Yeah, so yeah, but the, oh, fine, that's fine. Here's but here's my thing, right? That Kyle was injected was what infected ten hours ago, right? He still got four hours. Well, ten hours before eleven hours ago. Eleven hours ago, his homeboy slept. Like he he was in Mexico, got that bag, and and the, apparently a shot of some sort. <laughs> came back to Cali, party with his bro- like has he, what you know? Is he tired? Is he, does he need a nappy? That is the thing. Okay, so again, the timeline in this show really <laughs> dog shit. So Jackson's incubation period fourteen hours. So Singer's not contagious yet. He was in uh, Mexico eleven hours ago, which means he was there at two in, two in the morning. morning. I mean, that's the best time to mule drugs across the border. No, four in the morning. Four in the morning. Sorry, the witching hour, as it were. <laughs> I'm very tired and very sick. Um, and so Salazar says he's going to release the hours, the virus in three hours. So the math adds up. Um, I feel like if you're crossing the border at 4 a.m., you should just be arrested. <laughs> unless you're unless you're like a like commercial truck driver. Like, yeah, go. Especially go if you look like Kyle. Yeah, you're not. If, you you, look, you're, if not, you're wearing. Go ahead. No, just if you're wearing a puka shell like necklace, you're under arrest. <laughs> and also, <laughs> Kyle is like awake at 1 p.m. Then like doing adult shit, kind of yeah. like I, the, the timeline is not. Yeah, Someone tell me Kyle isn't a master smuggler, so you're getting caught with that bag, friendo. Unless unless he walked across the Rio Grande, which that's in Texas, so don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, we get a tiny clock at 3.35. Please take a drink. And Kyle calls his girlfriend, Linda, after he gets off a bus and says, I need some help. I lost my drugs because I got in a fight with my dad. And now I need $20,000 to pay the guys who gave me the drugs. Um, So can you give it to me? Hey, honey, can can I get them 20 G's real quick, though? This is where I, this is where I, I, my blackness kind of falls apart, guys, on, um, on this show. I don't, so y'all can just call friends and get 20 G's. Like, is that a thing? Ah, no. Not, not this dude. (laughs) Um, real quick, public service announcement. If you ever call me and ask me for $20,000, um, I can't. Yeah, I, I don't have mm-hmm. it. But but what? Well, well, Kyle goes. Oh, but you know, I know your dad does, right? So that's the thing. You, so y'all, know, y'all have that, right? That all y'all got that because just no. My my dad. Oof, nah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I have much more yeah. of an ability <laughs> to give you twenty grand than my dad. Because <laughs> <laughs> he just he just does it like nonchalantly. He's just mm-hmm. like, I mean, and then he's just like, I'm gonna borrow it, and you know, gonna pay so, you back with that job. I, I don't your dad have. keeps money around the house, <laughs> right? <laughs> 20 G's? You can't just shake the couch cushions and 20 grand falls uh, out. I know your dad's a prepper, and so he's buried all of his money in the backyard. Uh, so in go get random, that. random, like, coffee cans. Um, <laughs> I picture her so, dad being the character, Tom, I'm Tom Cruise's character from American Made. Just having, like, Samsonite's full of money. Like, well, I'll, I'll crack open a suitcase and bring some of his money. <laughs> no big deal. <laughs> no biggie. Um, so Linda agrees to meet him with whatever money she can gather from her dad's rando stashes around the house um we see a man talking on the dumbest looking phone imaginable uh to gael ortega and says who tells him ct knows the powder isn't real and don't let that kid out of your sight and as soon as you're able grab him and take him to containment so the cops don't find him and when they say that i'm like why did you even release this fucking kid in the first place you had him you already had the kid like, why make pretend with the drugs? Just fucking kidnap him, hold him, and kick him out of a van next to Bill Murray's house. So, so many people in the show don't understand how things work. <laughs> like, like, like Jack doesn't get how drug withdrawal works. Just do the heroin. Um, just a for some bit reason, for for some reason, they don't understand how how viruses work. All the way that you don't need to smuggle over a fake red herring, you know, fucking MacGuffin bag of, of cocaine to just get red heroin when you already put it into a white dude. He can, he can get across the border by himself. Just take him with you um and also Luis, you've had the time you set up a very elaborate from prison kidnapping of a guard why don't you just do that with other guards and then get let them get you out of prison i don't right like you all you did, all you did was kill Louis anacon you could have then had him unlock the door <laughs> and then you wouldn't need to do like if you had like the fake powder i thought okay maybe the fake powder is to distract from the fact that then there'll be like less people at the prison with salazar so they can sneak him out no he just wanted to kill him well, also, he's, like, he's a he's a district attorney. Like the guy who's like, I don't. You're like a dog with a bone. I don't want you chasing after. I was like, okay, he's a lawyer. What is he gonna do? But also, like, um, what would they have done if Kyle Singer got caught with a bag of fake drugs? Right at the border, Why bring the silicate powder. Which, which again goes to kind of the point I made earlier. <laughs> this season is progressing very quickly. <laughs> Obviously, we we know from past seasons, the twenty four structures, the first twelve hours mean nothing. <laughs> yep, nothing at all. Um, so, but yeah, so obviously there's another plot in play here, but the Kyle Singer means fucking nothing. Mm. Yeah, but we do we do learn that he is infected with this big bad virus, and they need him to make it work, whatever it is. Yes, mm-hmm. right. Which again seems weird that everyone is so dependent on Kyle. Knowing the structure of the show. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> so we come back from commercial at 341 and um we see David Palmer on the phone with someone named Stan. Who the fuck is Stan? And uh, I don't He's know. He's spilling a lot of beans to Stan. I don't it trust him. David says a lot to Stan. Um, and he's just like, listen, there's no way that da- uh, Ramon Salazar will, will be released to a peace terrorist. And uh, CTU is close to containing the threat. And um, Wayne arrives and lets him know that Ted just wants some money to keep his mouth shut. And, re- and he will recant before the debate if we pay up. And um, David says... I won't give in to blackmail. And I believe I've earned some credibility with voters by facing down bigger lies than this. And um, I'm with him. Yeah, I mean, he says he says that. But Wayne says, Keeler's closing the gap in the polls. And this race is way too close. This deal is a no-brainer. And um, David says, he can't keep this from Anne. And Wayne says, yeah, true. And he makes it an incredibly good point about Anne's, who Anne is. And she's like, She's not Sherry, which initially you might read that as she's not a liar and a thief and a cheat and all that good stuff. But she's also not capable of handling the press scrutiny that comes from being in the national spotlight about perjuring yourself. Right. Yeah. That that relationship is not continuing much further if Anne gets thrown onto the tabloids. But what what I will say about 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 what David said is is he's he's kind of made a point to America not that he can handle crises but that he's really bad at putting good people around him so <laughs> yeah. it's like you know his wife betrayed him his son lied to him so did his daughter his vice president uh, had a coup attempt his that was aided by his chief of staff um yeah you know dude you're not the, not the best at picking people that's a really good point <laughs> that I haven't haven't really considered. So the best people. Oh, oh his new girlfriend is a perjurer. Uh, yeah, that that fits. That that goes character. That makes sense. Like, <laughs> it's actually kind of actually killing me right now because I look at our current president and it's like, oh yeah, look at this guy surrounded by thieves and criminals and like. Lots of whole cavalcade of morons. <laughs> I bet. I bet he's fine. Can anyone look at David Palmer in the eye? Even he's like. He seems like a stand-up guy, but he is surrounded by the worst fucking people. But his people are just all, like, really schemey. Like, I think Dave's just just a big old goofus. I think he's just a big, adorable guy. He's like a W. He's less, yeah, less of Trump, more of a W. Where you're like, mm. oh, you know, he doesn't know any better. He's trying his best over there. That's fair. You know? So, <laughs> David, David hears this point that Anne is not as strong as Sherry might have been. And uh, what does he say? Do it. Pay off Ted. Gotta give that money. Look at this fucking cock compromising his values. He's, no thanks, David. David, uh, David keeps getting put into these like weird moral quandaries like we're in a philosophy uh, class episode of uh, Good Place or something. Right. I feel like this one, usually he walks it back a bit. Like he'll, he'll come back in the last minute and be like, no, yeah. we're going to do this the right way. I don't think it's going to happen this time. <laughs> I, you know what I, I realized just, just, just now? David will do the shady thing or the thing that might cost him a little less if it means he can save a white girl. He saved a Kim. Mm. Sherry just wanted to make it easy. He sacrificed his own son when he didn't have to, but he's like, no, you got to go to jail. He divorced his wife after she, you know, was Sherry. Um, He was on Lynn Kresge's side in the... uh, He he loved Lynn Kresge. mm -hmm. Mike could go fuck himself. He didn't know forgiveness for you. Uh, and now, and oh, of course I'm going to do a payoff. Can we get this? What well, can we let this guy go and save LA? I mean, there's a lot of non-white women in LA, so <laughs> that can, that virus can go ahead. We're good. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm just I'm just saying it's there's a pattern to David. And also, yeah, I mean, well, also maybe that's how Mandy got away. I don't know. He, he oh, was like, I like who shook your hand? I don't know. There were some minorities over here. <laughs> Obviously, it wasn't Mandy. That's ridiculous. <laughs> saw some rowdy youths over there where their pants were hanging low. Oh, I couldn't get a good look at her face. I was so distracted by the rap music. <laughs> What I mean is that David is Clint Eastwood. That's <laughs> I could see David. So like I keep I I keep assuming because they don't say whether he's a Democrat or Republican. Uh, I keep assuming Democrat. that he's a Democrat, he's a Democrat. But now I'm starting to think he might be a Republican. He actually, yeah. <laughs> they they left their car running at the gas pump and classy music, and I couldn't get like that. His dog was humping my dog, so I called the police. <laughs> Oh, we get a tiny clock at the 43 <laughs> and um, we're at the singer apartment where Jack is telling Helen and Sam singer that the virus was harmless, which for some reason, Sam's reaction is, oh, so you put us through this for nothing. Fuck off. <laughs> yeah. No, dick. no. We thought there was a, a murder virus in your house. That's <laughs> but between this and the next comment. These singers are the most selfish people on the planet um, because Jack says CTU still needs to find Kyle since we believe he was infected this morning and we only have three hours to find him before he becomes contagious. And could he die? Helen's response is, oh, so our <laughs> son could die. Yeah, he already dead, though, but we're trying to keep him from killing lots of other people. Yeah, he's dead. Twelve million people could die in the, in a week. So, yeah, kill, fuck your son, I guess. He I'll kill him myself. I mean, I I, that's I yeah, that's, that's true. I mean, it doesn't it doesn't survive in a dead body. So just just take him out. I'd be like, oh, so our son could die. Like, yes, I will kill him myself. <laughs> given the opportunity, even the briefest moment of opportunity, I will kill your son. And by the way, guys, I it's funny to me. I think this was actually it. I, we should have discovered that this was the case a little earlier when we saw that Gael was in CTULA. Because if I'm that dude. And they're like, so we're going to release, we might have to release this virus in powder form um, throughout L.A. I'd be like, well, no. I, I, I live, live there. So if we could, I can take a vacation today. Like, no, we need you to mole in CTU. I have <laughs> a feeling my, that at my some point they might bring somebody who got that virus into the <laughs> CT. No, I'm not staying here. So, yeah, it makes sense when you just like, just one white dude has it. Cool. I know where that guy is. Mm. So we're good. So, yeah, it makes sense. But, um, yeah. no, the singers are, are just, you know, I get the, the face they're making, but still, yeah, your son's already gone, man. Like, it's... He he dead. Yeah, with, I mean, they cut your door down with a chainsaw. You know it's serious. <laughs> if they went that far. <laughs> if they went... If the NHS got if stupid. They, if they <laughs> fucked up... If they brought the NHS and a chainsaw. So, yeah, they would have... How do we open the door, Jack? I don't know. Fucking chainsaw. There you go. I mean, Jack would have got a hacksaw if he could have. Mm. That's how he handled work. Um, so... Uh, we learned that Helen remembers that Kyle took her phone earlier in the morning. So they ha- Jack asked them to call Kyle and just tell him the truth. And so Sam dials and um, gets a hold of Kyle who wants to hang up immediately. But <clears throat> says, I realize you were just trying to help. I am dying. You want me to uh, finish so this, up? this one? Yep, please. <laughs> you did miss the best line, by the way. Oh, hit me with well, it. Tony says, Jack, you got to keep the kid on the phone. We're going to thread the line through a tracing matrix. <laughs> Oh, by the way, shit, I'm dying. <laughs> Who traces the call? Uh, that would be Kim. Um, hey, Kim. Yeah, so they, you know, they, they do they do some triangulation to try and get the number. Uh, uh, Sam Singer is telling Kyle how sorry he is, and you know, just just come on in. Don't don't worry about it. You might be sick. 
And Kyle's obviously like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, I get why Kyle would be like, what the shit are you talking about? Virus? Like, I went, yeah, I went to Mexico, dad, but it's not like I was like, you know, rolling around in the, I don't know what gives you viruses. Well, he didn't go to the donkey show, you know? And he didn't get that fine tail. That's true. He did not get the fine tail on a tail. I just don't know that you're just like, hey, counter-terrorist cops are here because they say, like, the coke you brought in, or the heroin you brought in was full of virus. Right, that's what Jack said. Tell him the truth. Yeah, and he, he tell the truth. He didn't really tell him the truth. He just talks some bullshit. And then he goes, oh, there's some guys here. Like, what the fuck, dude? Why don't you explain a little bit better who these guys are? Yeah, I don't know why. I guess it's because of the fear, but he he began to talk to his son like his son is 10 or 9 years old. He goes, hey, hey, buddy. Um, <laughs> They said you may have got a little sick sick when you were down in Mexico, remember? Yeah, so... Um, there's some, there's some people here who think you might, uh, you just come on back in. Just the, just can you, the, can you put the back of your hand to your forehead? Are you hot? <laughs> are you sweating? Warm. Yeah. And Kyle's like, Kyle's like, what are you talking about? I feel fine. And it's like, oh, well, you're not going to be, you're not going to be contagious, buddy. You're not going to, you're you not going to be able to get it. anyone else sick yet. You're, who's my big strong boy. <laughs> eventually, yeah. eventually they actually do. I didn't expect them to actually get his location. They narrowed it down to three well, miles, then 10 more seconds. We got it, Jack. Los Feliz. Los. Wow. <clears throat> Los Feliz Mall between Vermont and Sunset is where mm-hmm. he is, uh, which is mall's it's a big place. Uh, it's convenient that they put him there knowing he um going to get everyone sick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, put him in the mall. Tony says, I'm only 10 minutes out, Jack. You're, you're 20 minutes by car. I can get there 10 minutes in a chopper. I'll I'll meet well, you there. He says, I can land a team there. I can land a team minutes. there. And Tony here and Jack says, don't bring Chase. <laughs> what? It's just don't bring him. Don't bring him. Don't bring, I don't want to hear about don't, it. Don't bring the field agent to the field. But all right. <laughs> okay. But, and then um, yeah, then then the um after that the the exchange between Chloe and and Chase yeah, is so amazing. It's the best. So we cut back to CTU. Jack says a nice goodbye to, to the singers. I'm so sorry I'm dying. Um so Michelle informs Chloe that she's taking over CTU. I'm sorry. <laughs> She's so, taking over CTU for can now. Can I just send you my notes, Michael? And yeah, you can go. Tony. Um, okay. And uh, Chloe, and guys, I, I only have an older sister, but Chloe looks like she perfectly little sisters. <laughs> Chase. When they're like, when, when when Chase sees everybody's, Tony's heading on to go into the field, uh, Chloe comes up and says, seems like they're really going out of their way to cut you out of the loop. Did you do That's something so to piss good. Jack off? Yeah. <laughs> and then he, like, Chase runs away and she goes, Bad idea, Chase. You're just gonna make things worse. <laughs> so great. Tony or Chase's reaction, though. So you know, she gets the call. Chloe gets the call from um from Michelle, and she explains all this stuff. And Chase is like, "Oh, what was that all about?" And she's like, "Oh yeah, well, Michelle's taking over CTU for a little bit because uh, Tony's going out in the field to meet Jack." And he goes, "What? Tony's not field ops." Right. And it was like the whiniest fucking thing ever. Yeah, and then I mean, as as he's going out. Chase runs into the old tone bone <laughs> and, and tries to have this conversation about, you know, he lets he lets Tony know that him and Kim been fucking uh, yeah. and Jack's trying to punish right. him. And all I can see is Tony's face and the, and the actor playing Tony did this perfectly because what I what I would what I would say in my mind is, homie, you are barking up the wrong tree mm-hmm. to talk to him, talk to somebody about Jack's feelings on inner office fucking. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. I've been down this road before. This not- it doesn't end well. Also, you just admitted an HR violation about your boss's daughter to your other boss. So, yeah, we know. We've got issues there, Chasey boy. Uh, back the fuck away. And Tony walks off. 
Um, you know, piss off, Chase. Yeah, he says he's your boss. Yeah. It's his call. Take it out with him. Like, just like it was literally like boo hoo. I, I love the new right. Tony that's like all on board, Jack. Jack shit. Mm-hmm. He's, he's on the trip. I think it's not even on board. God fuck. It's just like I can't stop him. Can only hope to contain him. <laughs> I'm not getting in his way. Certainly. Oh no, man, thank you. no. Yeah, he's right. He's gonna ride that Jack train. And then Chase decides to be a little pissy boy and call Jack, <laughs> which you know he's kind of busy. So he yeah, Jack does not. He also doesn't know how to turn off the ringer though. No, that's it's Jack's fair. Um, Curtis, what what's you watching back there? By the way, oh, a little something interesting. Maybe you'll, you'll figure it out. But we do I see we, your boys. We, I see your boys just took a hill over. Yeah, they did. But we do get a. I'll be honest. We do get a damn it, Jack. Oh yeah, Chase. This is yes. pretty good. Well, what a reversal. Oh, we we did get a damn it, Chase earlier. And then he throws his phone. Days. So it's a drink for for breaking some technology. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then yeah, yeah, Curtis, I have nothing bad to say about this movie. It's great. I mean, yeah, there, there's a reason it's on here. If you can figure it out, I'll let you know before the end. Of the is episode. this savings Ryan's uh, privates? Mm. Yes. Mm. It might be classic, the, the 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 greatest World War II movie ever made. Uh, yeah, should have won the Oscar that year. <laughs> so, yeah, trying to think if your reason it involves Vin Diesel or Barry Pepper, I can't. Wait, Vin Diesel? Actually, actually, both of them. Vin Diesel both gets Barry Peppered and dies. Both of them a little bit actually in this in this case. Um, interesting. Yeah, interesting. Um, um yeah. So, no, sorry. Go then ahead. we we cut to Los Feliz Mall, y'all. No man, you missed you missed the whole thing. What did I miss the thing? We missed a lot. Did we missed a yeah. lot. So man. Kim, so oh, so he says damage Jack. Yeah, I did. So Chase I did says damage Jack. Throws his phone. Drink for breaking technology. Mm-hmm. Kim confronts Chase and tells him that Jack will come around because I know my dad. And he goes, maybe you don't know him as well as you think. And I thought he was gonna spill them heroin beans. Those big beans, though. Those those big horse sized beans. Maybe Chase is different. Maybe he kicks beans. That's I did love that Kim was just like, Don't you don't you think I feel bad enough already? No. The only other option was to stop seeing you, and that's not or an just waiting. to which chase <laughs> Fucking twenty four hours, Kim. God damn it. Wait till season four. <laughs> and <laughs> Chase uh, mm-hmm. didn't care for that line of reason. Yeah. And and she's like, Well, why aren't you saying anything? What do you what do you want to do? And he's like, I want to do my fucking job, Kim. I like hurting people and <laughs> Now I can't. I can't behind this so, desk. Yeah. So, yeah. so Jack, it's Jack and, and, and his his friend, his lady friend in the car with him. Uh, they're on their way to the mall. Tony's chopper arrives and Tony gets out looking real good. He's got some shades oh, so on. God. He's got a jacket. Mm. Also, guys, for the first time what, in history, he- CTU arrived on scene fucking before time. Yeah, but that's because there was only his team was two people. I, yeah. Hey, look, dude, uh, progress is progress. All right, they got there. Jimmy Bronson <laughs> so and Brian like, Pearson. Whatever. The whole thing, yeah. Like, Lock down the mall like, with these I can two land people. A team. And Jack was like, don't bring it. God, I can't talk. <laughs> don't bring that Chase, though. Don't bring Chase. Jack was just like, don't. <laughs> gotta, bring, gotta bring Jimmy and Bri Bri over here. Don't bring an LAPD or the fire department. To the other thing that mattered, <laughs> but bring him here. And Tony brought a team of two guys. Like, that was the whole thing. <laughs> two dudes. Well, uh, Nic- Nicole Duncan, she eventually realizes that uh, Jack is having a little bit of trouble after he starts coughing. And hold on a minute. Hold on she- a minute. He hmm. skipped something that really pissed me off. What? Go, Go ahead. It. When Tony lands, he immediately meets with either security or LAPD. I don't know what this guy is. Security. And he <laughs> says, We think we found the guy you're looking for. He's in the rotunda. And my first reaction would be like, 
but why the fuck are you here with me then? Get the dude. Yeah. Maybe they told him to stand. <laughs> I think they told him to stand down. Also, he's security guard. What is he going to do? Shit. It's a kid in a pookie shell oh, necklace. Like you've never seen Paul Blart Mall Cop. <laughs> fucking surround the dude. Like just I haven't. Man, man, if I saw security guards starting to surround me, I'm running because that's fun as hell. Also, one, legally they can't exactly. really detain you. Uh, two. Citizens arrest. <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine. God damn, I wish I could talk. I can't imagine a world in which a security guard doesn't seize the opportunity. Yeah. We're like, my job is so boring. If cops told me, like, there's a guy we're looking for. Do not approach him. He's super dangerous. And you were just like. I got him in my sights. <laughs> and there were a lot of them. Like, one of them would have thrown a flashlight at the kid. I got That's him. true. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, no joke, I used to have a friend who worked, like, not a friend, um, someone I went to high school with, uh, who used to work security at, at our local mall, and he found me when I was walking around the mall with my sister because he saw me on security cameras and went and found me. I was like, there's no world in which a security <laughs> guard. Yeah, no. That's creepy as shit. In the world. Like, yeah, uh, imagine that guy. Security guards definitely <laughs> go find whoever the fuck they want. Imagine that guy getting a call from, it's counterterrorism. I knew it. I knew my day would come. It's my <laughs> time to shine. Finally. <laughs> my bad. Okay, let's cut back. Maybe, maybe, car. maybe security guard <laughs> knew that something was up with this dude. Maybe he heard some rumblings about a, a virus and he was like, I'm not getting near that white boy. That's fair. So, what does Nicole Duncan say? So, see? she sees Jack cough. And she says, hey, Jack, how long you been using? And Jack's like, what? Huh? She's like, uh, yeah, no, I I recognize that I, I used to work. I used to work with uh, with addicts. I know the signs of withdrawal. And he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. And she says, eh, I think you do know what I'm talking about. And I think my friend, the horse stable here that is empty, uh, would say that you also know what I'm talking about, Jack. Um and he yeah. explains, you know, this is his only way to stay undercover with Salazar, and he's been using for quite a while, is what he says. Yep. And he, she so, says, uh, he, says he kicked it. Yeah. He says he kicked it. Kicked that horse. Yeah, he right says, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. He kicked it. And, uh, you know, she, she recognizes, though, that Jack is um, still better than pretty much anyone else, even when he's hooked on that horse. And so she says, uh, I'm betting that you're more of an asset than a liability. So I'm gonna let this continue on, but uh, got my eye on you, Jack, right, and that sweet, pop. sweet bottom of yours. Yeah. So Jack gets a call from Tony. Tony says, "Hey, I'm on site. We got to- we got uh, Kyle Singer. We're gonna go." We got a tiny clock at three three fifty. Oh, this is before that. Oh, yeah. Is yeah. it? Yeah, no. Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. yeah so. Then we get a tiny clock at three fifty eight. <laughs> Salazar's man Gomez sees Tony and the crew. He calls Gael and tells him CTU is closing in on Kyle. Chaboy. But Gael tells him, <laughs> yo, stand down. There are too many people around. It's too hot. Um, Kyle's just ready just to quit. He's like, all right, well, they got us. They got us. Fucking fuck well, our thing. You're in a mall in 2002. Yeah, there's... I said get him when he's alone, not when he's in the most crowded place he could be in. So back Why up. did they let him get all the way into the mall? <laughs> Like he's had eyes on him this entire time. He could have grabbed him at literally any time. He's like, I do. I just love. I love that this guy's like, nah, fuck it, he's going in. <laughs> he's like, this is my only care. chance. Now I, I do love the the two parts of the team. Like, ah, well, we tried. <laughs> we lost, and the other guy's like, I'm going okay. for to be, it. To be fair, Guile has a job. He's like, well, I can just be a CTU agent. I don't need this shit anymore. <laughs> you guys can all die for all I give a fuck. <laughs> um, 
And at this point, uh, dear dear fan that we have, that I have to r- remind everybody what we said earlier about the movie I'm watching, which is Saving Private Ryan, which is when a team full of awesome gentlemen uh, throughout their history has to chase one dingus <laughs> around a large a large area, and we see some bad things happen to them because of this doofus, and this doofus and his family are the only reason that the bad stuff is happening to them, and and the doofus is just out there looking dumb. Are you saying Matt Damon's a doofus? It, this is pre-born. This is whole doofus Damon. This is full doofus Damon. Yeah. Yeah, I guess this sure. is why he had to become Jason Bourne, though, to Correct. redeem himself. Yeah. This is pre-Euro Trip. Like, this is just not the... This is this is like Leo DiCaprio before Catch Me If You Can, right? And you're like, why are you... Mm, you he's know, the beach, are, Leo. Oh. Can we talk about how he was Oof. basically the same character in Interstellar, though? <laughs> <laughs> He's come full circle. He's come full circle. That's Im- yeah. I love that Matt Damon just shows up and shit now. It's like unbuild, just like don't worry about it. I'm not in the trailer, but I will be a shithead later. <laughs> oh, hey, we need a random shithead for this. Uh, yeah, Matt. Matt's I'm not doing down it. Really. How's Matt? I'm available. How's Matt here? Well, this is it's like if I'm not starring in it, what's the worst character I could be in the movie <laughs> to show up? Okay, I'll, I'll be that guy. <laughs> That's I respect the hell out. Of yeah, that. yeah. He's gonna do it. Anyway, so um, our boy decides to go for it. He's going to get the kid. But who else spots him, y'all? Who gets there first? Oh, man, Tony. So the, the man, Salazar's man, Gomez, he peels off as he's walking towards him and then just, just brushes Tony as he's walking by. Mm-hmm. That was such a slime yeah, move. And I was like, shoulder brush. At first, I thought it was, it was like, it, is he going to like, I thought maybe the shoulder touch was something that was like more sly than just bumping him. I thought... I, I, don't know I thought there was a different kid. I thought there was another. It had another MacGuffin on her hands. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. You just walked by and grabbed his, some like four year old. Well, I thought maybe it was gonna be like Laura, like his girlfriend. Yeah. Right. I was like, oh, that's who. I just, I just thought his phone was so big it threw his gate off <laughs> and like accidentally made him bump into Tony. Uh, so Tony, Tony gets to Kyle and he says, "Kyle, I'm a federal agent. I'm here to help you. Your dad was telling the truth about the virus." And Kyle goes. I don't believe you. Yeah, okay, sure. What what exactly do you think my game is here, Kyle? What do you Am I not a federal agent? What part don't you believe? Am I not a federal agent? Why do you think we are chasing you through the fucking mall over a bag of How cocaine? Do I know anything about what I know? Yeah. Like but none none of that matters. <laughs> no, it doesn't though. Cuz um cuz what happened? Yeah. What happened though? I, I, mm. Gomez hits a spin move. With that pistol drawn. Like, like way late. Yeah. Like, way late. Well, to the point where other people should have been around Tony or this kid at this point, whether it be the rest of the CTU team or the security guards. Speaking of which, <laughs> later, we're going to get to I that. I also don't understand Go. why they make a big deal about not wanting to make a scene. Like, security no. security arresting a 19-year-old douchebag with a puka shell necklace in the mall has got to be, like, a pretty Happens regular literally occurrence. all the time. <laughs> Bigger deal. And there were no camera phones, so it's not yeah. like that. But it's like, oh, and also, oh, he, can't stress this enough, he's not contagious right now. Oh, oh, he <laughs> stole him. from the Hollister? Yeah, okay, again. Obviously, he did. Look at him. Yeah, uh, no, anti So, so, so yeah, G- Gomez approaches Tony from behind, and uh, Kyle sees him pull out the gun, and Tony turns around to last second and gets shot. Right, right in the neck. Right in the so, neck. Game. So is it, did he do that on purpose, or is he just really bad at shooting? Because he was like three feet away. I think I think he missed, but like he had. Because I mean, this, I'm sure he, he expected maybe someone not to turn around. So, but what's the strategy here for Gomez? 
to create well, a scene too, so Kyle too... can run? Yeah. I think that's it, yeah. <laughs> but also, and again, he shot Tony once, not multiple <laughs> times. Like, he shot him one time behind the ear, like, of all places. Like, yeah. I, so he has to know that Kyle is such a douchebag that he wouldn't maybe try to help this man who just got shot in the, in the neck. And would he would run, immediately yeah. just run out of the mall, even though, I don't, it just, oh my, it's just a bad route. If this mall's too hot, you know what I can do, <laughs> though? Shoot this fed. <laughs> <laughs> Everything will be fine. And in a mall get, where literally I'll, there are nothing but right, cameras right. everywhere. I'll get away. Kill get away. It's the perfect plan. So yeah, like <laughs> it takes it takes like a good thirty seconds for anyone to get to Tony. Like where the fuck was everyone? Yeah, it's just isn't it just Jack who gets to him first? Jack is yes. the first person to get to Tony. <laughs> so yeah, we we in the split screen we see some other shit happen. Like Tony's bleeding from behind the ear. Chase is sitting sullenly at his desk. Michael, if you want to take it from here, I'm dying. Go Helen ahead. Singer, she she starts to sob and and hugs Sam Singer, which is a terrible, stupid fucking name. Uh, Wayne speaks to Ted Packard, who is the man who uh, is trying to get paid for this blackmail. Uh, Jack gets to Tony, he runs up and he turns him over and he says, "He's been shot in the neck," and he's like, tries to stop the bleeding, hopefully not not strangling Tony in the process. Um, and he says that Kyle Singer is not in custody. We need to keep them all locked down. Uh, but I don't know if two guys that Tony brought is going to be able to handle that. Yeah, not enough. And we cut the black at 359, <laughs> yeah. 359 seconds. How was Jack the first one there? Yeah. I don't understand. And so you the security guard was literally around the corner. Nobody else is in custody. And no, no, Jack was no, one no one's down. there to help Tony. I, how? How are any of you bad at this bad at your job? This feels like season two when they went to the mosque. Yes. And somehow that guy got away for like <laughs> half an episode. <laughs> but it, it's just, I just, I mean, these are, these are, two of these guys are just essentially CIA agents. And they're going to walk back and be like, our boss got shot in front of us. Did you apprehend the subject? No. We no, have no idea. Me. I was getting an anti-ant. Were you in the arcade? Sure was. Had to get in. Had to get yeah, in. I thought, mm. we had, I thought we had time because, you know, he's like a stoner. And yeah, stuff, I thought so. it was going to be real slow. Oh, so they were having a sale at the Pack Sun, and I needed some new board shorts. I mean, this was 2003, so there was still, badges was still a thing. So I get it. Yeah, it's true. Listen, I, you can lose yourself in a badge. For sure. Well, Curtis, where do you think we go from here? I'm dying. I, God. I don't. This, I, this was my last note. Fuck this show. I just don't. I don't. It's, what? No, because how dare so you? So many dumb things happened in this episode. It was a good episode, <laughs> but nothing made any sense. Do you think Tony is dead? No. Are you sure? I hope not. Because it's just not that. That can't be the way he goes. Really? Get shot in the neck? Nalk. Like <laughs> what? What else can Tony endure? Right. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> season season one. <laughs> You know, he gets Got his, 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 broken. His, 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 no, his lover was, oh, a, was right. a mole yep. Sorry. in season one. In season two, he has ankle broke by a, by an uppercut, which doesn't make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> Got punched so hard, his ankle broke. Uh, yeah, and then he gets shot in the neck. So, yeah. Shot in the neck by, the, by a drug cartel. Do you think Tony, if he survives this, is at his breaking point of what he can survive oh tony's going to dc he's like yeah i don't care anymore if you get a job i that's no there are no fucks left for me i'm done with la i'm done with jack bauer i don't want to he attracted this shit i am no. personally sick of this shit <laughs> no one else deals with this bullshit except me 
Like, I'm, I'm only out here in the field because Jack has some, some shit going on with his own partner. So I'm shot in the neck now. <laughs> Fuck off. And now I got to deal with that shit because he's being a baby mm-hmm. bitch. So sorry. Well, but yeah. now Jack has more. Now Jack has more ammo to keep Chase behind a desk, though, because he's like, see, this is what happens. When you come out of the field, you're shot in the neck. I mean, yeah, to be fair, Tony's like, he's, what's he going to say is like, you know, I've noticed something that happens to people who run who run this office of CTU. You can get darted and knocked out <laughs> or chloroformed and knocked out or dead. So I'm good. This is done. How many episodes do you think it'll be before Tony shakes off the next shot and just is back in business? Let's see, the the ankle was two, I think. So three, got it. five, <laughs> five. Okay, five apps. He's back up and he's back. He's actually in the office again. Okay, checks out. And they're like, they're they're saying, Tony, what? And he's just, yeah, yeah, of course. And no, but it's a little bit. The nice it's, thing it's is, like, he doesn't yeah. have to change his voice no, at all. No, that's the same same timber, same same pitch, same you know, all of it. Just yeah. Michael, can you can you guys can you close this out? I'm, yeah. I'm dead. I can't I can't talk. All right, so Curtis, yeah, where do you think we're going from here? Oh, what do you think boy. the next the next step is? I mean, I'm guessing that Kyle's gonna do something stupid and get himself caught. Um, a way to go out on a limb here. Yeah, I mean, he's, challenge he's, yourself he's, like he's, Tom Hanks movie roles. He's he's he's, he's gotta <laughs> right. I mean, channel channel me. <laughs> He's got it right, and then I think that it's gonna be. Here's and this is this is kind of just me understanding on timelines on people's careers. I think that Zach Quinto is gonna uncover something about Gael, and he's gonna end up dead because uh, he had to go do heroes. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, so that's probably gonna happen uh, pretty quick. Uh, Chloe can't die. That's not gonna happen. She's immortal. Um, but it's actually a true statement. I just. Um, Obviously, they're going to uncover the thing about Anne with Packer. Uh, Packer, and I think the Anne's some kind of mole as well. Um, and ooh, a David mm-hmm. mole, love it. Yeah, or she's going to. I think there's still an opportunity for her to pull off a mask. <laughs> Mission Impossible style and be Mandy. I just, I we're Mandy, y'all. I don't. I'm not. I don't like it. I don't like just having a Mandy in the wild. It's not fair to anybody. It's not. It's very dangerous to to keep your Mandys in the wild. Yeah, unchecked and untagged. You need to know where your Mandy's are at all times. Yeah. Otherwise, you don't know what could happen. <laughs> all right. Um, but, any yeah. any last thoughts, Kush? <laughs> I'm dying. I want to die. My my throat is on fire. Well, I think that's going to do it for us on hour three of day three of this season of 24. Um, there's a lot of stuff that Kush says here, and I think yeah. it has to do with finding us on Good Buddy Media the website okay and, I, um, you know what? i'm gonna jump in i'm just gonna be like hey guys we do shows that we <laughs> oh right do, you can also you can find us them. on our sister show uh that uh me and kush and sometimes uh curtis do trends in low places you can find that one the same place you found this one and if you like this show and our brand of humor here you will definitely love trends in low places we talk a lot less about 24 but a lot more about dongs um so such a good encapsulation of the normal bullshit. Yeah. I say. So, so good. So, um, yeah, I will also say that you can find us on uh, all the social medias, uh, Twitter, Facebook, uh, by searching for Trent or uh, longest days of our lives or uh, at L dual cast L D O O L cast. Um, and uh, you can also write to us at goodbuddymedia at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you guys. And if you have a, a fan theory or you want to make fun of the show or you have some 
good intelligence about government agencies, uh, you know, shoot mm-hmm. us a line. Or we can read a message to someone else um, in Kush's sexy, sexy, sick voice. Um, Hello. Oh, yeah. maybe an ASMR. Uh, Not today. So, yeah, we love hearing from you guys. So, uh, reach out anytime. And, Curtis, how else can people help us out? Well, first off, tell me that it just doesn't look like a guy named Kyle Ryan. Mm. Right. And he's perfect. Just a, just a big old goofus. Anyway, if you want to help us out, go ahead and subscribe to this show or Trends in Low Places on the podcast app of your choice, whether that be uh, Spotify, Podbean, Podcast Addict, Stitcher, iTunes. However you subscribe to podcasts, please uh, subscribe to our shows there. When you do that, please rate and review us. Uh, that is how we move up the charts uh, and become a podcast uh, juggernaut. Juggernaut. I'm juggernaut. Anyway, uh, you already talked about the old social medias, so take us out. Yeah. Ed, gentlemen, I think we're running out of time. <laughs> like my throat. <laughs> it's dead now. Toodles. Uh-huh.